Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey! <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> good job, good job. Yeah, no, that's a good start. That's a good start. That's the right energy to bring to this post-fight show for the Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. Or really, now that we have the result, we should call this the Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul post-fight show because uh, everyone tuning in now is well aware that, yes, the Fury-Paul fight actually happened. And the winner was Tommy Fury via a split decision. And I think I will, we can discuss this. We will discuss this further. A pretty uh, a pretty clear-cut decision win, I thought, for Tommy Fury. But we'll see. There was a lot, a lot of crazies during the fight. This is the voice of Alexander oh. K. Lee. Oh, no. Where's my face? Oh, hello. The voice and face of Alexander K. Lee uh, here to host this show. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. I know uh, this link went up early. People have been leaving comments since yesterday. So much anticipation. Uh, I am very fortunate and blessed to be joined by the esteemed Damon Martin. Oh, what a day we are having here on a Sunday, a beautiful Sunday, watching high-level boxing at its very best. Uh, Somewhere, Canelo Alvarez is going to sleep peacefully knowing his title is safe from Jake Paul for yet another day. Well, yes. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe he wants to get him while uh, while while the iron has cooled. I don't know. While while Jake Paul is vulnerable and has shown weakness, I could be wrong. Uh, also joining us is producer extraordinaire, the beautiful E. Casey Lydon. Oh hi, this is my day off, and I'm here to talk about celebrity boxing. I will show up on my day uh-huh. off for celebrity, influencer, YouTube, whatever other adjective boxing. I'm here. One day, one day, Casey, when you're 80, 80 years from now, when you're an old man and you're on your deathbed and you're thinking about the regrets in your life, uh, it won't be the time you didn't spend with your family. It's that you didn't watch enough celebrity boxing. So this will not be one of them. Today's event will not be one of them. You will say, I didn't miss that. I didn't miss that. I could have been hanging out with with, with my family, but no, I was watching celebrity boxing. Uh, If I I would have missed today, I would have gotten a tattoo. I would have got my my no regrets tattoo. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, since I am hosting the show, I am allowed to open with a shout out to Celtic for winning the, Sc- the Scottish League Cup today, 2-1 over the horrible, horrible Rangers. Uh, back-to-back Scottish League Cups. They're coming for that Central Premiership to uh, go Celtic. Kyogo, if you're out there and you're watching, as I'm sure you are, I love you. Uh, all right, guys. Let's talk about... Let's talk about the second most important sporting event of the day. Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul or Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, however you guys want to phrase it. Uh, it was certainly billed with Jake Paul as the A-side. We've written so much about this fight, really more than most fights, because it was booked two previous times. 
there's been press conferences, there's been interviews, there's been quotes for the first two times. It actually happened this time, 18 months or so, I think, after we first maybe started talking about it uh, as even being a possibility. I'm kind of just satisfied that it went down. I didn't think the fight also was not was like terrible. It, it, they're not great boxers. I think that's the only thing I tweeted during the fight was they're not great boxers. And then my score. That's really all I had to say about it. It's not a <laughs> it's not a good boxing match. Okay, let's. I thought I thought the Badu Jack uh, Makabu fight was actually pretty decent. You know, if you wanted to see real boxing, there you go. You got a good, really good performance from from Badu Jack. But uh, yeah, the Fury Paul uh, Damon. What did you did you get your money's worth? Did you feel like you got your money's worth if you if you paid uh, paid full price for this uh, pay per view event? I mean, I think the tension was there. It built up really well. And I, I would disagree to say it wasn't great. I mean, obviously, certainly isn't you know great boxing, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, I've watched plenty of boxing matches that didn't look much better than that. I would actually say one thing I was fairly impressed by was Tommy Fury actually showing some good boxing fundamentals, sticking behind his left jab, uh, you know, really up in the, the punch count. You could really see the difference uh, in his boxing technique versus Jake Paul, where Jake was just kind of loading up on a lot of his punches and really badly ducking his head over and over and over again. I think that's probably my biggest complaint about Tommy Fury is that he should have unleashed uppercuts earlier in the fight because Jake was literally just diving into his midsection to throw his left jab out there. And I think a well-timed uppercut could have probably ended his night. But outside of that, I, I was actually fairly impressed. I, I'll be honest. I had not been impressed by Tommy Fury up to this point. I was at his fight in Cleveland when he fought on the undercard against uh was it Anthony Taylor and it was a bad fight. I mean it was just a really really bad fight and I was like wow this is not this is not a good sign for Tommy Fury. He looked good. I thought he looked fairly good. I had him winning. I want to say 5 rounds to 3 or maybe even 6-2. I really didn't think it was that controversial of a decision. I didn't really understand the split decision. A couple of close rounds in there, but yeah, honestly, I, I, I just give credit where credit is due. I was impressed by Tommy Fury. I honestly, I honestly didn't know what to expect out of him because I really hadn't seen enough to, to believe he could get it done, and he got it done. Oops. Oh, what happened there? We lost, lost the audio for a second. No, this is this is the part where you talk, AK. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I it cut off, it cut off for me. I'm sorry, uh, David. I missed, I missed the end of your point there, but uh, the overall point I I, I agree with. Uh, I had it. I think by the end, a weird kind of 75, 74 score for Fury. Uh, so I wasn't with the 76, 73s. Before, which, before which the eighth, before gave, the eighth round. Oh, before the eighth round, how many rounds did you give the Jake before the eighth? I gave Fury. I think I think that means I gave Fury five or four rounds plus a. The one with the point deduction I gave to Paul, uh, Paul, and thus that turned into a, a tie. The, the so I don't, my, point, my scorecards are a little. They each had point deductions, correct? They each had point no. deductions. Uh, Paul had a knockdown. Paul had mm. had one knockdown in the end of the round. Okay, so there we go. So there was also a ten eight for Paul in round uh, eight. round eight. I thought I believe. So I came up with 75, 74 for Fury. So I guess again I could see where the seventy four seventy five Paul came from if just one of my. Uh, Fury rounds, maybe round one, maybe round one. I don't think so, uh, and maybe any one of the other rounds you gave to uh, you gave to Paul. So I don't think 75, 74 Paul's like crazy. I, if anything, I think if you were going to give him the fight, that's really the only card you that's the only card you could come up with. Um, I think anything anything higher than that, I think like seventy six, seventy three Paul might have been egregious, and obviously anything worse than that would have been too much. But uh, Casey, we've watched a lot of celebrity boxing and weird freak show stuff uh, the last couple of days, including the the Mayweather Chalmers card. Like the cards actually like weren't they, they 
I don't I don't know if it's a comment or an insult. So I'm going to you. They kind of just felt <laughs> like boxing cards. They kind of just felt like box like legit boxing cards. Like just the way they were paced, the way the broadcast is done. This wasn't this wasn't thriller boxing like musical performances and skits and stuff like that. This was just like two boxing events, except for of course Tommy Lee versus Natalie Nunn from uh, with, from Saturday, which I agreed to never speak of again. So, Casey, I don't know. Are you feeling like? Did, did you still get a charge out of this event? I only really uh, I didn't see anything uh, the Mayweather exhibition fights or anything like that. So you're gonna have to go into detail about baddies <laughs> and all that stuff. So uh, I can't. I, I'm not the authority on that. Um, and I really only tuned in for this card basically before the walkout so i can't really judge the whole card i saw a little bit of the badu jack fight um but that that, that looked like a decent boxing match um but uh it was fine it was it, it i don't know it just it, it just it was just kind of a thing that happened and uh, as far as like the product you're talking about just kind of the general production yeah and, and you, just, listen you said even just talking about the walkouts were, were you disappointed by the walkouts like we, we saw in the uh, the leaked script i guess they had to change the script <laughs> casey because because it leaked Sorry, thanks tmz that we supposedly this leaked script we were going to get uh a uh, uh, jake paul dressed as a baby or something to make fun of of tommy fury so we didn't yeah. get that if anything we just got like two normal walkouts so i don't know Wait, can, that can i not trust dylan dennis's twitter now this is i know this is, this is that's the big revelation tonight i mean today is like it's like is dylan dennis trolling me I can't believe people didn't believe that, like, if there was a script for the fight, it would be printed out on paper, <laughs> like, someone so easily. Needs to, someone, needs to take, someone needs to take Dylan Dennis's Twitter away from him or, like, charge him every time he tweets. That way he'll, like, run out of money in, like, five minutes because how he has money right now, I have no idea. But, like, that guy tweets, <laughs> like, he's, he tweets so often. I'm just like, why? Why are we still paying attention to what he's tweeting? Uh, yeah. I'm Not sorry I brought it up. Gonna, I'll be honest like I'll be I was kind of underwhelmed by the show aspect of it like it didn't feel as big as maybe I again I know it's you know it's influencer boxing ultimately I mean Tommy Fury is you know more legitimate let's say in terms of boxing but yeah it was kind of underwhelming in that regard like it just felt like two kind of normal you know normal walkouts whatever and you know nothing really all that special about it I, I you know I think this is not a knock on, you know, I mean, I, we could get into a much deeper philosophical debate about the fight being in Saudi Arabia, but uh, it just didn't have that big fight feel to it in that moment. Now, once the fight got started, like the atmosphere, it was, it was big online, if that makes sense. Like it felt big on Twitter. It felt big for us watching it, but in the arena, it didn't feel like a show, but uh, it did, it did play out like a show because you know, there's plenty of drama there. I, I guess my biggest complaint about the fight itself is what was the referee doing? That referee just needed to like get out of there. Two point, two kind of pointless, two really bad point deductions. Like he wanted to be part of the show. Like, are we? Is the next fight card going to be Salt Poppy versus the referee from this fight? Because that's felt like what he wanted. Like he wanted to inject himself into this fight. Uh, first of all, hashtag rules rule, guys. I don't I don't care if it's if it's Canelo versus Triple G or if it's Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. You can't allow holding the back of the head, excessive clinching. That, ref, that referee's just doing his job. Uh, I almost, I feel bad. I don't remember his name. I, I felt like the production did a bad job of actually explaining what the point deductions were. I I didn't really quite even understand, other than excessive holding, but it. It didn't really. It was. It was. It was punches way. to. It, it was punches to the back of the head for both guys. I think the yeah, first one was, they said holding the back of the head, and then the second and, one, 
what they said was yeah, I mean, it was, I'm not sure. It was it was weird because like none of the none of the quote unquote fouls seemed egregious enough to warrant a point. Mm-hmm. That's why it's confusing because on the broadcast they're saying punches or holding whatever it is back, but it's back to the back of the head. But neither none of that really seemed egregious enough to warrant a point deduction. Like a warning, maybe first. It was weird. It was just a, and they ended up doing it to both fighters. So I guess it kind of evened out. But it was just, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not, I'll be the first to admit I'm not the biggest boxing aficionado, but I do watch all the big fights, and I rarely see a referee inject himself that much, like and, and actually deduct points. Um, then again, you know, like I said, Jake and, and Tommy weren't exactly, you know, this wasn't, this wasn't, uh, Mayweather Pacquiao in terms of skills either. So, yeah. Uh, listen, you guys know, I, I'm the Prince of positivity, so I'm going to run the show a little differently than some other people of our staff might. Uh, so I want to focus on a little bit of the positives here. So Damon, I'll go to you first. What did you like about, even though he lost, what did you like about Jake Paul's performance tonight? I mean, listen, Jake Paul had his moments and he stuck tough through all eight rounds. I think, you know, he still showed, you know, you know, real basic boxing skills. I think, you know, the the biggest issue he had was he was just relying too much on his power. And I think that kind of hurt him is because he wasn't really setting up combinations. He had a decent jab. He, he, he had a couple of good, he did hit him with a couple of good left hooks and a good right hook as well, but it just seemed like, Jake was depending on that too much. Like Jake was so determined to get the knockout that he kind of forgot just to go out there and box, if that makes sense. And so he had his moments and he stuck tough through the end. Uh, I don't really think it was the fact that Tommy was so much better. It was like a dramatic difference in, in skill set. I just think that Jake was relying too much on that one punch knockout power. And it kind of came back to bite him because when you look at the output and the stats about midway through the fight, like Tommy was landing like two to one in punches. And then that says a lot about when you're loading up on a big right hand or a big left hand and not sticking your jab, not calm, you know, not throwing combinations. And that's what Tommy was doing really well throughout the entire fight, two, three, four punch combinations, uh, lead behind his jab and constantly circling away. So Jake could never cut off the ring. I thought that was really, really well done on Tommy Fury's part. You know, this was supposed to be uh, positivity about about Jake, but uh, that, all right, all right. Listen, well, you listen. If you want to slam Jake some more, Casey, I'll throw it to you because I was going to ask you, and, and you kind of mentioned before some of what you liked about uh, how how Tommy fought tonight. But what what else? What, uh, give me a little, elaborate a little more on uh, what the anything positive you saw from from Tommy Fury because he came in with a lot of we we said I feel like more pressure. And also a little bit expectations because he comes from the boxing family because people feel like yes, he's been fighting, you know. Low, very, very low-level journeyman, but actually fighting, you know, people who were trained professional boxers. So, uh, what what did you like with him? Did did he live up to your expectations? Surpass them? From Tommy, um, from Tommy, I learned that he is a he is a boxer. Um, I don't know. It sounds it sounds very obvious, but like like if this was a fight, I still believe Jake Paul is the better fighter, but Tommy is a pure boxer and. Pure boxing won tonight. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, Tommy just had better fundamentals in boxing. Um, like, yeah, if they were going to fight in the parking lot, I would actually pick Jake. I think Jake's a better fighter. But uh, boxing is boxing is a very particular rule set. And, um, yeah, Jake uh, – sorry, Tommy's just a better boxer. And it kind of showed tonight finally. And, uh, and this actually was the proper level up for Tommy. You know, um, no, I wasn't impressed with Tommy's past performances, and I'm not necessarily impressed 
as far as is Tommy going to be like a really a true, you know, top five fighter, you know, in his division. I don't I don't see that really happening. But um, I guess he's ranked now or whatever in, in that, that whole thing. He should but, be, uh, if, right? If, if, I, if Paul, I don't, if Paul I don't, was I don't promised know, a ranking, yeah, if, if Paul yeah. was promised a ranking, shouldn't Tommy Fury now get the ranking? Yeah, I don't just, know. He, he is um, the uh, Daria, uh, excuse my pronunciation, Daria champion now. Of course, mm-hmm. WBC well, and that, Daria and let's, champion. Let's, let's also not forget, and this is the one thing that gets missed, and I'm not def- I guess I am defending Tommy and Jake at this point, but Tommy Fury's 9-0 now. Boxers at night, like outside of Vasilo Machinko, who started fighting really high level competition early on, like most boxers do not get to like real competition until like 20 fights into their career. Like, look at any mm-hmm. major boxer. Look at Canelo Alvarez. I think I did a dive on Canelo's record. I don't think he fought a, a I don't think he fought a, an opponent with a winning record till like 13 or 14 fights in his career with a winning record. I'm not saying a good boxer, I'm just saying somebody with an actual winning record. So, at nine fights in his career, Tommy Fury shouldn't be a top five fighter. He's still probably seven, eight fights away from even knocking on that oh. door. Yeah, um, and that's fine. You know I, 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 so I, I, so I, I think I, I, I just got to. Sorry. Yeah, I just got to mention that because and, and Jake Paul the same thing. Jake Paul is six and zero. Oh. Like these guys are for for boxers, for real boxers. If that's what we're going to treat them as, real boxers, neither one of these guys would really be fighting anybody of you know any decent caliber for another you know two three years down the road. I mean, at least like that's just normal box. That's how boxers. That's how boxing works. People beat up on the taxi drivers and the the guy they pick out of the crowd who was selling hot dogs ten minutes earlier to step in the ring, get beat up, and and you pad your record. That's just how boxing works. I will say a lot of boxers do would have more amateur experience, you know, than than these guys have before getting put on this kind of you know platform. But I, you're right when it comes to pro experience. It's not all that. I do think Paul's, you know, resume is just so bizarre and weird because he can handpick like basketball players and former MMA fighters. But you're right. As far as Fury goes, he has he is his pro start is very similar to a traditional, you know, boxing start. It's, just, it's not all that different, which makes sense. Again, he comes from an actual boxing circle. They would know how to get him in, into that. Casey, you said something interesting. You said if they were in a, a street fight, for example, if they fought in a parking lot. If they were able to, I don't know. Uh, mix the martial arts, you might say. Uh, you're suggesting that uh, that perhaps ta- uh, Jake Paul would have an advantage. Uh, it looks like we are. Well, we can sort of talk about the chance of this happening, but we know there was a rematch clause for Jake Paul going into this fight, not for Tommy Fury, not for Tommy Fury. Jake Paul is the option for rematch. Tommy Fury doesn't. This was brought up multiple times before the fight. It was brought up in the post-fight interviews, and both men had said, of course, Tommy said, if he wants it, we'll do it. Uh, Jake Paul said, 100%, let's run it back. Uh, Obviously, it has to be in boxing, but um, do you think there's a chance that they'll they'll try and make some sort of MMA thing happen, or or would you prefer, or even better, would you prefer that? If you could wave a magic wand, would you rather see them fight in MMA than uh, No, no, no. I don't don't want to see bad MMA. I see a lot of bad bad MMA already. (laughs) I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather... (laughs) I like like people staying in their lane, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I don't want to... if, I don't want them to switch sports, especially I don't want uh, Tommy to switch sports. He's a boxer. That's what he wants to be. Be a boxer. Um, yeah. Uh, don't if they end, if they rematch. Cool. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be a bigger fight or not. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't really have a pulse on this. The Tommy Fury thing. I, don't, I just don't. But um, but people seem to leave comments and keep going. Why are you talking about Tommy Fury? But we're gonna <laughs> click on every article and watch every stream about it. So we're talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but if they rematch, they rematch. But please keep it in boxing. 
Okay, let me just say, uh, I'm going to run a poll now asking people if they want to see a rematch. Um, the first poll I had, who do you think won the main event? Over 4,000 votes. Okay, thank you, people. Uh, Tommy Fury, 78%. So a lot of people not really disputing the decision. Yeah. Very small, 14% for Jake Paul. Even smaller, uh, 6% draw. So people seem pretty comfortable with the decision. It, it was a competitive fight. It wasn't like a super blowout for No, Tommy it wasn't, Fury, it wasn't but, a blowout at all. It was competitive. Yeah, but I, I would hope this is not controversial. It was competitive I and would, the uh, – I'm sorry. Go on. I was just saying, I would say though, if the you know the, the rematch seems like it's going to happen, if I'm Jake Paul, honestly, I either delay the rematch or maybe even pick up the Nick Diaz fight in between because I think Jake, like Ooh. even though it was a close fight, I think Jake needs a little bit more seasoning to like actually in his boxing fundamentals because that's where Tommy beat him. Tommy beat him in the fundamentals. Tommy out jabbed him. Tommy was he could never Better cut off work. the ring because mm-hmm. because yeah Tommy's footwork he kept circling away and Jake could never catch up to him. The times when Jake caught Tommy were generally when Jake step or when Tommy stepped into a punch and Jake would throw a counter like a big hook mm-hmm. or something or a big overhand mm-hmm. and he'd clip him or catch him in those moments. Just like with the knockdown, he kind of caught him out of balance. It was a weird knockdown. I mean, it was a knockdown, but it kind of wasn't. He was stepping forward. He kind of just kind of got caught off balance. Um, I don't think he was really hurt or wobbled necessarily. Um, but my that's the thing about Jake Paul. It was a close fight, but I think if Jake Paul wants a chance to really win or or make a more decisive win, he needs some more time. Like he needs some more time to really work on his boxing fundamentals. Either that or, or, or you know, again, take six months to do that or a year to do that. Or again, maybe take the, Jay, the Nate Diaz fight just to make a big fight and then build to the Tommy Fury rematch because – I think that's the difference in this fight was the fundamentals. Jake, you could see, yeah. didn't have great fundamentals, and Tommy did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. W- one guy looked more like a boxer. I-, I think you mentioned Jake had like a decent jab in the fight, and it was frustrating because he would land it and just could get nothing off of it. Like you could see, just it- it- he'd land it, it would look pretty, it would look okay, and Fury like easily escaped any sort of follow up strikes, any sort of trouble. It wasn't cutting him off. It wasn't really helping Jake control the distance. Uh, Tommy Fury was very quick to sort of like, okay, I got like I got hit. Okay, hold on, you know, let me do a little shuffle here. Let me let me get adjustment because Tommy Fury at times had his hands down, was getting a little cocky every now and then. Caught with a jab, okay. Reset. I'm not getting hit by anything big. Um, there was a few good right hands by Paul, but yeah, it's it does look like if you rematch immediately, even if Paul won, it wouldn't like be this really vindicating. Yeah. I just can't see him knocking I, him out, barring a big mistake. Can I ask, a question? Can I ask a question? You're, you were talking, AK, about the mixing of the martial arts, and this mm-hmm. is a weird one to make, but <laughs> Jake Paul's jab throughout the fight, I kept mentioning earlier how he would throw the left jab and he would duck his head down. It looked to me, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it looked to me like he was throwing an MMA jab where he was throwing the left jab and then ducking for a takedown. Like he kept ducking his head and bending his legs over and over and over again. I kept thinking like, oh my God, if Tommy Fury would throw an uppercut right now, Jake's head would sail into the fourth round because he just kept <laughs> ducking his head. Yeah. And it was, it reminded me of like an MMA jab where you jab and you look for a takedown. It's a very common move in MMA. And you do see like when uh, Curtis Blades went for a jab and a takedown and got blasted by Derek Lewis in that one. You know what I mean? When you do it kind of in a sloppy way, um, it reminded me of that because that's what it looked like. He was throwing this left jab and he kept ducking his head. And I was like, my God, dude, are you trying to get a double leg here? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he kept, yeah, he kept he kept ducking his head. He, he kept looking down at the ground, uh, Jake, and especially when uh, Tommy kind of uh, threw a combination. And it's funny because... Jake was doing a lot of things like my own coach would yell at me not to do during boxing sparring too. Like if I get overwhelmed in the corner, I'll I'll cover up, but I'll I won't keep my head up. I'll look down, and I was like, oh my god, Jake's doing the same thing. 
I'm as good as Jake Paul. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so like, there was just like just fundamental errors that you can only erase with with erase with experience. And Tommy does have more experience. I'm sure he has many, probably hundreds, maybe a thousand more rounds of sparring than Jake does throughout the year. So, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of back to the beginning. Tommy was just the more experienced boxer tonight. And, uh, I think Damien, you had a good, yeah, that was, those are good observations. Uh, Jake kind of, Jake looked like he was fighting and, uh, boxing isn't fighting. Boxing is boxing. Yeah. I listen, I had said going into this, how much of a real boxer is Tommy Fury? And while I still don't think he's like fits my classic, you know, uh, definition of like, what is a boxer boxer? I still think he's more because he's more famous for something else. I like don't consider him to be a like, oh, he's this first legit boxer that uh, Jake Paul's face, but he was certainly more than legit enough. Uh, and if you if yeah. you watched this again, if you didn't know much about either of these guys, and this was your first time watching either of them fight, and you were to ask who's the guy with more boxing experience, it would be a, a Tommy Fury by far. He he just you're right. He looked he looked more professional. And again, it's not like this blow the roof off performance, but a professional boxing outing is apparently all that was needed to uh, to beat um, t- uh, Jake Paul. Because again, with with respect to Andrew Silva, who put on a very entertaining fight against uh, Jake Paul, people can argue he won. I was very comfortable with the Paul decision in that fight. Uh, Jake, but Andrew Silva is not a boxer. He's not a traditional boxer. He's also considerably older. So this this ticked off a lot of boxes for people as far as uh, wanting to see uh, Jake Paul face a certain type of opposition. And and a lot of people are feeling very vindicated today. A lot of people who said Tommy Fury was going to have him ahead of the, ever since the first fight was booked. People saying Tommy Fury was going to be the one to get him. I I wasn't sure. I just wasn't impressed by by uh, Tommy Fury. I thought Jake Paul had a very good chance to knock him out, but. I just, but, I think also, I, ahead, I, I think also people are, people are just getting like, you know, you get a little overzealous with these kind of things when you talk about, you know, I mean, again, these guys were pretty even in skill level. You know, Tommy was just a, a, a better boxer in terms, of, I keep going back to it, but it's true. Better boxing in the fundamentals. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't like this was eight rounds to none and, and Tommy just absolutely beat up, you know, Jake Paul and, and, and just, you know, battered him for no Jake Paul had his moments. Jake Paul won rounds. Um, Again, the biggest difference, and I am sorry I keep banging this drum, the biggest difference was Tommy just knew how to stick to the boxing. He stuck behind his jab, footwork, little little things that a boxer knows how to do that Jake just didn't seem. He seemed like a step behind in all those little details. Um, and that just comes with time. If, if Jake's serious about this, he'll learn it and he'll get better from it. But it wasn't like he got blown out of the water. It wasn't like this was – I don't think the whole vindication thing is – I don't think that's true because – Jake didn't lose by a wide margin. He didn't get blown out. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get dominated. It was a split decision. I felt good with Tommy Fury winning. I had him, I, you know, going in the final round, I tweeted, I thought Jake Paul needed a KO to win, but still like, it wasn't like this uh, you know, unbelievable blowout where you just feel like it was a, mi- a mismatch. It wasn't that it just, again, Tommy Fury was better in the areas where you need to be as a professional boxer. And, and, and credit to Jake. Jake got a he he did get a knockdown. That was know that that was a, that was a soft knockdown. It wasn't a knockdown that that really uh, hurt Tommy, but it was a knockdown. His feet didn't trip. He uh, I think they were both throwing jabs at the same time, or someone was throwing a hook or something. And and uh, Jake just hit hit Tommy with a very solid straight jab right on the chin and pushed him back. And his glove touched the ground. It was a good knockdown. And th- those aren't accidental. 
You, those I don't care how how crappy you are. You you, you he, Jake earned that knockdown. Um, it wasn't enough for him to win the fight. Uh, I th- I thought maybe it's like ooh I, I I thought that'd be I thought I guess I guess uh, that's that's what got him the split decision uh, for that knockdown because I don't even think would Jake even win that round if you take away the knockdown. I don't know. It, it was it was a close one. It, it, was, it was a pretty much close round, but you, you have to give it a ten eight. Uh, yeah. You have to give it a ten eight. But um, unless unless Fury was like dominating the entire round before, yeah, or dominating pretty close. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is kind of the pro the problem uh, with Jake Paul and how his career is set up, and it's only a problem in terms of his competition, not a problem with his bank account, because he does need tune up fights. He does need to fight jobbers. Like like uh like uh, Tommy has to build up his career, mm-hmm. but Jake, if he wants to get these main event pay per views all the time, where he's getting these, I don't, I'm just gonna make up number ten million dollars. I don't know how much Jake made for this fight tonight. Um, he has to, he can't fight like nobodies. He has to fight at least a, a name that might be a, a nobody, maybe skill set wise, but he has to fight names. And, and, um, and you have to fight more often. You have to fight more often. Even, yeah, uh, yeah. An actual boxer, when they're coming up, doesn't fight two or three and, times. And, and he has to fight boxers. He can't fight. He can't keep fighting MMA guys who want to kind of mm-hmm. dip their toe in boxing. Uh, because well, this is where this is this is this is kind of where Jake's kind of doomed himself a little bit, though, right? Because in reality, he can't do that. He can't go mm-hmm. back and fight the the two and twenty six fighters that that Tommy Fury has on his record, like. He can't do that now because Jake is such a big name and, and, and he commands such a presence. People mm-hmm. aren't going to be interested in watching him fight, you know, uh, you know, Joe, well, the guy. They're not going to pay. They're not going to pay. They're not going to pay yeah. money. We'll like watch it for gonna, free, yeah, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, they're not going to pay money to watch him fight Joe, the gas station attendant, who is the normal boxer you would fight at that point in his career. You know, like I said, Nate Diaz. You know, that's again, it's not really going to make him a better boxer. We'll get him experience. And, you know, Nate's a decent boxer, although I can think Nate would be undersized in that fight. And I think Jake could kind of bully him in a way that he bullied a lot of the other opponents he fought. Uh, maybe he fights KSI, which KSI really needs to stop celebrating this. Like, he got to win somehow. KSI is not good either. Okay. Like, let's not pretend that KSI is a good boxer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, him celebrating Jake Paul, dude, I think Tommy Fury would style on KSI. Like, I think that would be a mismatch. Uh, so KSA needs to slow down in his whole celebration about Jake Paul's downfall. Um, but yeah, like that, but again, that's not really going to get him better, uh, for, for a Tommy Fury match or any other serious boxer, because none of them are serious boxers either. Yeah. Damon, I think you're right. It's, it, it's, and I think we knew, listen, we all knew, even though Jake Paul was saying all the right things when he started, like, I'm, I'm in this for real. I want to be a real boxer. I want to be a world champion someday that the, it's just so difficult for him to actually get on that path because, like we said, he has to fight more often. He yeah, has to fight no that's names. Bull- that's and- bullshit. That's, yeah, you're right. What Jake Paul is saying and is it, bullshit. Of course. Because it, 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 it's, it's about the paycheck. He wants the paycheck. Yeah, yeah. He wants the paycheck. And that's his priority, which is mm-hmm. fine. But he is bullshitting us by saying, yeah. you know, I want to do this, whatever, be a real yeah. boxer. If you're being a real boxer, well, the- you fight, you fight those – those regional and, cards, those, and, and, those, those casino ballroom shows, yeah. you know. And it's the it's the grind, man. It's easy it's to go grind. through a training camp when you know, like, oh, I've got a, a Madison Square Garden main main event ahead of me. I'm fighting a, a UFC champion. It's easy to go through the grind for that. Can you go through that same grind five or six times a year when you're facing Joe Schmo and Boxcar Willie mm-hmm. and like that? Because that's what real boxers do on the way up. They're doing constant training camps. They're focused on this one thing. They don't have the resources resources that he has. They don't have a fallback. There's no 
there's no well if boxing doesn't work out i've got this other entertainment opportunity i can go try mma i mean i guess some fighters have that option but not in the way that he can you know not the level of interest that that he can the guaranteed like money that will come if he decides to do it so it, it was always like you said it was always bs for you know to keep this pg uh it was always a bit of a fantasy for jake paul and again which is not to say he can't get some you know canelo exhibition bout someday in the future if he wants to but as far as actually earning his way towards a world title becoming a real ranked fighter and not just having Suleiman say you'll be ranked if you beat tommy fury you know because we can do that uh it's a totally different path that has to start a lot earlier in your life and i, I just don't think it's you know i think we knew it no it was never really I, I think we we none of us none of us really believed that we all kind of joked about the whole like he's going to be Canelo like rolling our eyes and laughing at it but the the minute, here's here's where I like not that not that I ever believed it I didn't and and again I don't care that he says it he wants to go out and earn a lot of money good for you go earn your millions I don't care I'm glad you're doing it and I'm glad guys like Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley even though you know they lost they got paid a lot of money to do it good for them um, but the minute that Jake Paul signed with PFL. And suddenly decided I'm going to do MMA too. I knew it was, I knew that it was a wrap on his quote unquote serious boxing career because you don't do both. No one does both successfully. No one has ever done both successfully at the same time. And so as soon as you start splitting your time and you're talking about making your MMA debut in a year, um, you're not, you're not being serious about either sport because you can't, you just can't. They are two different sports. There's a reason why outside of Holly Holm, no one has really ever successfully done it at a high level. Even Holly Holm took a lot of time between her boxing career and then actually stepping mm-hmm. in there to high-level mixed martial arts. Um, you just can't do it. It's 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 two different sports. I know they're both combat sports, but it's two different sports. So as soon as Jake signed with PFL and said, I'm making my debut in a year, I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever fantasy he was trying to sell us about this whole serious boxing career, that went flying out the window. And again, let me be clear, that's fine. I don't care. Go out, dude. I'm happy that you're making millions of dollars. I'm happy people are paying to watch you fight. Good for you. Uh, just stop selling the the line that you're going to be a serious boxer because whatever, you know, whatever chance there was of that went flying out the window the day you signed with PFL and said, I'm also going to do MMA uh, because that's not worked out for anybody else. And I doubt it's going to work out for Jake Paul. Uh, people are saying Holly Holm succeeded in both at the same time. Not really. She not, kind not of, by the time, time, she, she, by the she time retired she from one, her, she retired yeah, from one and moved to the other. Yeah. Her, her MMA career in earnest, she was pretty much done with boxing. So that's what we're saying. We're saying like literally at the same time, so being a high level yeah. contender in both. So, and going from boxing, yeah, boxing to MMA is incredibly tough. Um, kickbox, kickboxing to MMA at the same time is doable. Obviously we've seen Adesanya do it, but even Adesanya had to kind of retire. Alex Pereira had to retire from kickboxing to to dedicate themselves at a high level in mixed martial arts. You can kind of fight a high level in kickboxing and fight like at a mid-level in MMA, but not at a high level in both. It's just, that's going to be very difficult. Almost yeah, I mean, and what's, and, what's and boxing the, is pretty much you can't do. You just can't do. What's the, uh, what's the dude's name from, uh, from PFL? Was it Clay? Um, uh, uh, who did, who did boxing? Clay 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 yeah, he did good. boxing for a few years and had, but what did he do? He stopped doing MMA. He stopped doing mm-hmm. MMA altogether. Went to boxing for a few years. He was a you know pretty decent, you know mid you know mid card kind of guy. Never really you know won any big fights, but did. And then he stopped it and went back to MMA. That, that's you just it's almost impossible to do both. No one's ever mm-hmm. really done it. Yeah. Um, and again, you have to remember Jake Paul. You know, is not. It's not like he is. A, it's not like he's had this ingrained in him since birth. He's not Tommy Fury, who's been boxing since he was six years old. He started doing this three, four years ago. You know, what I mean, like, yeah, he's twenty six mm-hmm. now. He started boxing at twenty two. Most guys 
who are boxers start doing it's just like wrestling like i'm a wrestling guy mm -hmm. most guys who are wrestlers high level wrestlers you're doing it from like six seven years old you're not starting wrestling at 1920 and saying i'm gonna go to the olympics it just doesn't happen yeah i was, I was being, that's why i said i was being conservative when i said that tommy fury probably has ten thousand more hours in the gym hitting a bag shadow boxing box shadow like pure boxing than jake paul does it's just that's just the reality uh, guys, right now, so I set up a poll, should there be an immediate rematch? Right now, 57% no, so pretty firm. Uh, not not overwhelming, but I would think, uh, just based on our educated YouTube commenters, uh, they don't want to see it again soon. And I, I honestly believe, even though both guys were saying, yeah, let's just do it because there is that uh, because there is that clause in there, it took so, many, so long for them to make the first fight come together. I don't know if we need to jump through hoops to make this happen again. We don't even know if Tommy Fury can fight in the U.S., which is a whole other issue. Uh, I would think that Jake Paul would not want to go into enemy territory again. He was booed while he was in um, while he was in uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Obviously, if this had happened in uh, in London, as it, as it was booked at one point, you know, it, he would have been booed there too. So I think he would want he wants his next fight to happen in America, depending on the opponent. So let's say it. Uh, what's next, Damien? What is next for uh, Jake Paul if he does not fight Tommy Fury? Which which I'm going to kind of guess he doesn't. I mean, I think it's still the Nate Diaz, the Nate Diaz fight. I mean, it's still okay. a big fight. You know, people aren't going to just suddenly lose interest. You know, if he had gotten knocked out, if he had just absolutely got decimated, it'd be a different story. But he didn't. He didn't get blown out of the water. He lost, but he didn't get blown out of the water. Um, there's still going to be interest in Nate Diaz in that fight. Nate Diaz is still a huge name. Nate Diaz talks trash. Um, there's still going to be a lot of interest in there. Now, in a weird way, like, I'll be honest. When that fight got buzzed about before this fight got made, I said Nate Diaz is going to be like a five to one underdog because he's he's so much smaller. Like, yes, I know Nate technically fights at welterweight, but he's really a lightweight fighter. And Jake's like one eighty five. You know what I mean? That's like a thirty pound difference. You're talking about mm -hmm. a lot of power, a lot of a lot of difference there. So I said I think Nate's like a five to one underdog. Do I still think Nate Diaz is going to be undersized and probably a little overpowered in that fight? Yes. But now it's a little it's a little closer, right? Because you know Jake got you know Jake showed that he doesn't have quite the, the boxing skills, and Nate is has always shown to be a pretty decent boxer. I know he's worked with Andre Ward for years and things like that. So yeah, fight Nate Diaz. Uh, you know, go out and get another big paycheck. Come back to the states. Maybe do it in Cleveland again. That that card they did with Woodley here in Ohio was huge. Uh, or do it you know in California where you can get a big crowd out there. Uh, do it. Uh, do a big show like that. You win that one, then you do the Fury rematch. You don't do it immediately. You, you got to learn a few things before you get back in there and hope to beat Tommy Fury. Not that, again, not that Tommy was so leaps and bounds ahead of him, but it was enough to say that Jake still needs to learn a few things before he gets back in there, in my opinion. AC, what's next? For Jake? For Jake. For Jake. Uh, we can talk about Tommy. We can talk about Tommy a little bit after, yeah, but I mean, yeah. primarily for Jake. For Jake. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, for Jake. I'm saying this and I have zero interest in it, just but it's just a fight that seems to make sense. The freaking the KSI the KSI guy. Mm -hmm. Um KSI guy. I don't yeah. I don't get KSI. I don't get it. It's not it's not for me, but obviously people like him and care about him. There seems to be beef. Um it's a good it's a it's a giant step back competition wise for Jake, but it's not a giant step back. It may be a step forward in terms of um uh, how much money you're going to make. And I know at the end of the day, that's what's most important to these two gentlemen. So uh, I would think uh, KSI. Um, but 
Nate Diaz, like, but I, I agree with what Damon said. Uh, the chances, uh, I mean, I always thought, I, I was always, I always thought Nate would would beat Jake in a boxing match, even before what we saw tonight. And um, maybe that might, maybe that might entice Nate even more. I'm not sure, actually. I, but I think KSI is this, the route to go. I, I, I threw up a poll. So this is, the, the, I think, the last poll of this podcast. We're going to get some questions in a second. Uh, who should Jake Paul box next? I put Nate Diaz, KSI. I threw Mike Perry in there oh, and yeah. then other. Forgot, leave a comment. So Mike it's Perry. pretty early so far. Nate Diaz, 29%. KSI, 38%. Mike Perry, 23%. And uh, other other at nine. So I'm telling people leave there. Leave your suggestions. And uh, listen, let's get to the let's get to some questions here. But you know, uh, what? Uh, wanna, go ahead, Casey. Yeah. But I, actually, I think this is the the biggest point actually that we kind of even haven't touched on. We always kind of we hear people say in the past. Maybe we said it. If Jake Paul loses, the train's done. Like the hype train's done. No one's right. going to care. Clearly, Jake Paul just lost, and I don't think there's any there's that much less interest in seeing his next fight. Do you think, or like is like, is Jake Paul ride done? No, right? Even though we lost. No, it's it's not it's not done. I mean, it takes a hit. It's, I mean, it definitely takes a hit because he did lose to a legitimate boxer now. But no, it doesn't go away because again, there's still again. You mentioned KSI. That's the other one. If I didn't yeah. say Nate Diaz, I would agree with you in KSI. That's still a big fight. Nate Diaz still a big fight. You know what I mean? So no, it's not over. If those two, if people are still willing to plunk down fifty bucks or whatever to watch him box KSI or plunk down fifty bucks to watch him fight Nate Diaz, then no, the train's not over. Now again, if he loses both those fights or he loses one of those in dramatic fashion and gets knocked out, it's a different story. But one split decision lost against a guy who did look like a better boxer than him doesn't end doesn't end the hype. It just uh yeah. again, he doesn't get to graduate from this. He doesn't get to graduate from Tommy Fury and then suddenly fight a better boxer. You know, now he's back to where he has to fight Nate Diaz, where he has to fight KSI. He doesn't get to graduate to an actual boxer because a real cruiserweight, like a real cruiserweight, would tool him up something fierce. Uh, because Tommy Fury, Tommy Fury's not there. I like, I think Tommy looked good, but Tommy's not there either. And I think Tommy Fury would be the first one to tell you that he's not ready for a top ten opponent at cruiserweight. No one's gonna, no one's gonna lie to you and say that. Is there any chance we might see Tommy Fury versus Nate Diaz? <laughs> I that would be weird, wouldn't it? I, don't, I mean, everything about this is anything these guys do is weird. So I don't know, yeah. even know why I'm throwing that out there. Yeah, I don't, yeah, what, yeah, weird. Uh, yeah, everything's I, weird. We need comment. Where, Nate, where are you? No comment from Nate Diaz yet. Yeah. Uh, I guess he probably does not care about this as yeah. I don't know. A lot of the MMA community maybe is pretty cool on it, but um, we'll see how this – because I think even Nate knows the money was in the Jake Paul fight. And, and as we mentioned, could mm -hmm. still be. Could still be because I know we were having discussions in our MMA fighting slack on some people saying they didn't want to see that fight because, to, you know, Nate Diaz is so much smaller. Damon mentioned how much smaller he is. Uh, Jake Paul probably kill him. But after today – I don't know that vulnerability maybe makes the fight more appealing and you know MMA fans whether whether Jake Paul's six and seven and oh or six and one they don't care they would love to see Nate Diaz get his hands on Jake Paul so it's very it, much alive is this the best way to lose if Jake Paul Jake Paul lost tonight but by losing is this the best loss you can have 
It kind of was. Match, where he still got a knockdown. I mean, he landed the hardest shot of the well, fight. He, he got, it, it, you know? It's also he lost. He lost to a boxer. If he had lost to Nate Diaz, then we might be talking about all this going away. If he uh, loses uh -huh. to KSI, then it all goes away. He yeah. lost to a boxer. Tommy Fury kept saying, "I'm a real boxer. I come from a boxing family." He has a, obviously a very famous brother. You know, so this is this is the best case scenario for Jake Paul because he lost to a boxer. He did not lose to a, a social influencer. He did not lose to Tyron Woodley or Ben Askren or, or Nate Diaz or, or Mike Perry or anybody else from the MMA world. He lost to a boxer in a split decision. This is the best. This is, this is the best case scenario for Jake Paul, because again, if he lost. got knocked out by yeah. KSI. It all goes away at that point. Th th then you're, you're losing the influencer battle, which is what really matters to people like Jake Paul. Losing to real boxers is expected. Losing to other YouTubers, content creators, influencers. And, and, be, and, before, and before we go to the questions, I, mm -hmm. I want to compliment Jake real quick and just say the dude's tough. He can fight. Fighting eight rounds, solid eight rounds at a, high, at a pretty decent pace against someone like Tommy Fury is, uh, is a very admirable athletic feat by him. And so, I mean... No, he isn't. He's he's not going to beat Canelo. He's not. Gonna, he's not competitive against Canelo. But Jake Paul is a, a good athlete, and no, and I'll get. I'll, I'll definitely give him that. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I don't want to trash him too much. I, mean, I want little compliments out there. <laughs> I'll go as far as say he's a real boxer. He's. I think. I think Tommy Fury is a real boxer. I think Jake Paul is a real boxer. But I'm just saying that's a pretty broad label. Jake, I think Paul the guys a, Jake Paul. Jake Paul is a better boxer than anyone that Tommy Fury has fought before. Uh, I maybe I don't yes. know. I I don't know enough about his previous opponents. I know their record. They have a, a deplorable record. I'm aware, but I don't know. Yeah. I that might be true. But well, I'm he saying gave, he gave him, he gave him the best fight. Okay. Tommy's the toughest fight. Of, Jake of his Paul. Opponent. Yeah. Jake Paul's a real boxer. Tommy Fury is a real boxer. The guys that Tommy Fury beat up are real boxers. Uh, 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 Daniel Blachanski, he's a real boxer. I don't, you know, if your record's 24 and whatever, 100, you went in there 124 times, right? Whatever. I guess it's the combined record of his opponents. All those guys are real boxers, okay? There's there's just degrees to it. Uh, so we know these guys are both real boxers. Neither of them are particularly great. Um, but we knew that going in. I don't think anyone was super shocked the fight turned out the way it did. And it really wasn't, like, as far as from a drama standpoint, it really was a decent watch. I don't know if I go uh, credit to Sean Porter throughout the night uh, for some of the fights because some of the fights were good, but some of the fights, like the main event, a little lacking in technique. But Sean Porter, he's the real prince of positivity on the broadcast. He's constantly he going. Was. This is good. this is good boxing. I don't know. This, I don't know this, you guys. This, 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 this 50 50, 50, 50. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a 50 50 fight. This is good boxing. I don't, and I'm like Sean Porter, you are doing your job, sir. And you have <laughs> listen, you have way more credibility than I ever will in the world of combat sports. <laughs> So who am I to say that these guys are not good boxers? Because Sean Porter said he was he was very impressed with what he saw. I guess so. Uh, he only criticized the ref, not the boxers. He said, "Let him go." He said this ref should be letting him cheat. Let him go. Uh, all right, Casey. Let's uh, let's get a, two or three questions in here. And right, let's let's uh, move on from do, 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 uh, move on until the next the next time we're talking uh, about uh, uh, la, these characters. La, la, la. Uh, until we get a chance to talk about salt. Until we get a chance to talk about salt poppies next fight, you know. So oh, our, okay. We didn't really talk about this. Our man John. Well, maybe this is it. Our man John Ray asking who is next for Tommy Fury. Yeah, we talked a lot about Jake Paul. I I don't know how to answer this, guys. I'm totally leaving this to you because I feel like Jake Paul felt like such a 
a a like a legitimate goal for Tommy Fury. Like that's the reason he again because I don't think listen I don't think Tommy Fury is serious about becoming a world champion boxer either. I know shocker. Uh, I just don't think again he's gonna fight as as we've said as often as the guy has. He has fought the journeyman that you are supposed to fight, so he's certainly a little closer to that actual boxing path than Jake Paul is. But I still don't think uh, it, it's it's in the cards for him. So. I don't know, guys. Is it is he? Does he go back to fighting journeyman? I don't see how he can, but I also don't know what is the next level of like celebrity boxing for him to to go to. I think it just depends I mean, how much his, money. Damon, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, Casey. Go ahead, Casey. Oh, I, I, I would say it just depends on how much money he wants to make. If it's if he wants to in the very boxing sportsman, like just his coaches probably want him to fight whatever some rando, a really good taxi driver. You know, <laughs> um, but um, if Tommy wants money, then uh, then he'll go out and ch- get the Jake Paul rematch, or he'll go out and publicly challenge KSI or Nate Diaz. Something that doesn't really make sense, you know, boxing wise, but paycheck wise, it makes a lot of sense. So that's it. Just depends what Tommy Fury wants, honestly, and what his um, what his bank account wants. Wow, Damon, do you think that's true? You think Tommy's calling the shots after that win? Yes and no. I think I, I'm going to take Tommy at his word. You know, I interviewed Tommy before the fight. I'm going to take Tommy at his word and say that he's you know really focused on being a real boxer. And I don't think Tommy is hurting for money. I think this was a big payday. But uh, him and his girlfriend, who are reality show stars in, in England, both seem to do very well. I know she's got a very successful company in her own right, uh, as does he in terms of money. So I don't think this is going to be a J. I don't think this is going to be like a money grab for him. I think he is serious about being a boxer i don't know what that means for him long term like can he actually be a champion i'm not going to go that far uh but i don't think he's i don't i just unless unless there's just an just an absolutely ridiculous payday out there that gets offered to him i just can't see him being like yeah give me ksi give me nate diaz i just don't see that being of interest to tommy fury so his next opponent is his last opponent before jake paul was 10 and 1 or 10 and 0 and he had you know, basically the same kind of bunch of, uh, you know, bunch of no-name cans uh, on his record. And Tommy beat him, you know, in his last fight before he fought Jake Paul. I think that's probably the next logical step. He'll fight another, you know, 10-2, and 12-4 kind of boxer next step up on an undercard for when maybe Tyson Fury fights Alexander Usyk. Or maybe he fights on the undercard of like a Deontay Wilder or Francis Ngannou. You know, fights on the undercard there against some guy. Wow. Like, it's not a big name, but he could fight on the undercard of that and get some attention that way. Because I just, I, again, I'm going to take Tommy Fury at his word that he's serious about boxing, and this was the one guy he would fight in a, you know, influencer kind of fight. I just don't think he's that interested in fighting KSI. I think it's going to be some 12-4 and four cruiserweight, some 10-2 and two cruiserweight on the undercard of a big fight. His brother, you know. Francis Ngannou's boxing debut, he'll do that, or you know, some something of that, like a big fight, but he'll be the he'll be the co-main event. Okay, that's, that's probably more likely, but he will yeah. have to, he'll take like one tenth the pay to do that. But he will, if, like, he, like he will. you yeah. say, he, if he's good, if money's good, then yeah. yeah I don't I, think I don't think I money is his principal concern. I don't think that's his principal concern here, and I don't because again, he could, he could, you know, he could probably go out there. Like I said, I think he crushes KSI. Uh, but I don't think that I I, I I I take him in his word. I don't think that's what he's in this for. All right. This was really big. I know we spent most of our time talking about Jake Paul. This was really big for Tommy Fury, and you could tell he felt when that decision was read. He was that that was not theatrics when he climbed up and just let out onto the you know onto the uh, corner and just let out this primal scream. That was like he knew he knew he knew 
the stakes of, of losing this fight or, or even looking back. I oh. said, even if he, I said, even if he lost, like, even if he won a closer decision, like look bad in the fight, I still think it would have been almost a nightmare scenario for Tommy. So the fact that again, split decision, I still, I think it was pretty convincing for Tommy Fury. Um, even though it was with the with weird point deductions and a knockdown, uh, I still think he clearly looked like the better boxer. So, you know, he got, he, he had the best possible result, but Damon, you got to call, queensbury promotions and frank welker and all that and tell him make sure that happens because that that is the right thing to do has he only fought on a tyson fury undercard once i'm seeing i know he did the the dillian white the the most recent dillian white tyson fury fight he was on that card um yeah yeah because he fought on the jake paul he fought on the jake paul card retired uh-huh. in cleveland mm-hmm. and he fought on another one undercard like that so yeah he's kind of been like the undercard guy of, of like okay. other fights but yeah i think but he's only tyson. on tyson's yeah. I, yeah i think tyson only once i think because a big part of because a big part of tommy's career if i'm not mistaken took place when Tom, when tyson was kind of taking a break when he was right. out for a little while i think that's when tommy kind of started was during that little couple three-year run when tyson was out of it if i'm not mistaken so but you're right. That 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 is the way to go. I do think that is the way to go. Yeah. Still marquee. Still big fight. Just you know that way you can fight another you know a, kind of a quote unquote no name guy. But you're still but you're still part of a big card. You're you're you know you're the undercard to Usyk and and Fury, which is probably the boxing match I you know, outside of maybe you know uh, Crawford and Spence that I'd be most excited about. Th- that's great publicity. Fight on the undercard of your brother's fight card and fight when he fights Alexander Usyk. That's great. Or I joked about Wilder and Ngannou, but seriously, like go be the undercard when Ngannou debuts. Um, you know that then people are going to watch for that, and they're going to see Tommy Fury fight, even if you don't know who your opponent is. Uh, that is uh, that's a solid game plan. Yeah, uh, uh, Tommy Fury. I tell you, I was I I didn't think I'd be wondering what's next for him, but I, I it wasn't a bad performance today at all. It wasn't a bad win for him. But my people say it was a it, it was a. People might say it was a great win. I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, oh, Casey, it, what what else we got in the, the question pipe? Oh, but, but real quick, we didn't even say yeah. who's next for Tommy Fury, mm-hmm. Jake Paul. Well, I mean, I think assuming well, I mean, if that if that rematch doesn't happen, if if for some reason, it, that I mean, but what's, they both, the, what's the smartest? Is that well for him? Just fight Jake to, Paul again? Yes, for Tommy. 100%. Yeah, yeah Tommy should just again. be trying to make that fight happen again. Yeah, was it, then then that's I think that's the answer then. Like yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, one yeah. more question. Uh, do, 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 right. do, um. Pro Fights Info wants to know, if Jake loses his next fight, is his boxer run over? Or can he get one more payday out of it? I'll say first, uh, he can lose as many fights he wants. He can get a ton of paydays in boxing. But I mean, is it are we going to start seeing serious diminishing returns if he loses and loses again and loses again? Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not over. One more loss is not over, especially if it's Tommy. If it's Tommy Fury again and he loses twice to Tommy Fury, I actually think that's better than him like moving on to another fight and losing. I think it's like okay, this guy beat me. Whatever, we're just going our separate ways. Yeah, um, but I think he has plenty more than one payday out of it. Am I, am I crazy, guys? I, I think he can. I think the other question is, does he? Will he want to stick around if the losses start to pile up? I don't know, Casey. I, oh, um, I'm assuming. It, when it's, if he loses his next fight, I'm assuming it, it not being Tommy Fury, say it's a an influencer, a sure. an MMA fighter, we're, we're, Mike, sure. Mike Perry. Mike Perry. Um, sure. It's Mike Perry. Um, if it's his boxing run over, I think it will be. I think it will take a hiatus because uh, we will we will see him in a cage if he loses his next boxing right. match. Right. The PFL. We got the PFL yeah. looming. Yeah, uh, I won't say Damon? I won't say it's over, but yeah, it'll mm-hmm. be a hiatus. Damon? 
Yeah, I think it depends on who he loses too. If he loses to Tommy Fury again, then there's still KSI. There's still Nate Diaz. There's still fights of interest. If he loses to Nate Diaz or KSI, I won't say it's over, but it's you know it's it's hanging on by a very very fine thread. <laughs> um, because you know, like I said, losing to Tommy Fury is not a terrible loss. Losing to KSI is a terrible loss. Losing to Nate Diaz, who has zero boxing matches on his resume and is 30 pounds undersized, that's a bad loss. Um, so again, it depends on who he loses to. If he loses to Tommy Fury again and he puts on a great performance and it's another split decision, he can still come back and get a big paycheck from one of the other guys. If he gets knocked out by KSI, I would say it's effectively over. Yeah, and again, I, I, I think a lot of it is, is driven so much by, by want. What Will he want to keep doing this? Because it's look, as much as he loves it, everybody loves these kinds of things when you're winning. When you're winning, and listen, he handled the loss very well after, uh, made a bit of an excuse, classic sort of uh, uh, you know combat sports guy excuse, like, I'm not making excuses, yeah. but my arm was kind of messed up. And <laughs> I, was sick I, and I only have one lung. <laughs> I only have one lung. Lung, yeah, but, my arm but, is broken, yeah. But yeah. other than mentioning all that stuff, which again is pretty standard and I guess expected, uh, and again this is in the moment. This is a live interview. You've got a lot going through your mind. You're probably just gonna you're gonna want to say something to sort of excuse your loss. Um, there was a lot of all the respect to Time Fury. Judge me by my you know you know some epithets. Judge me by my losses, not by my wins. So he's saying all the right things. He's saying all the right things about a guy who lost. He doesn't sound like a guy who was discouraged by his first boxing loss. If you were just basing this on on oh I'm just watching this interview, it sounds he's he's getting right back on the saddle. I don't know if that's the case Monday morning, but there's certainly reason to believe that um, he is willing to fight a few more times and, you know, fi- find some more worthy opponents that'll that'll help him keep making money. I do think Jake Paul will become a better boxer or athlete after this loss. I do think this is the proper, I don't know, we call it humble pie he had to eat mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I, 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 do feel, I do feel that, though. Um, I, yeah, he, he, he'll, he'll, the next time we will see him, he will. I think he will be better. I don't know if he'll beat Tom, if he do if he does rematch with Tommy. I don't know if he beats Tommy, because now Tommy knows what to expect too. But uh, yeah, Jake. I think yeah, you're right. I I I did like the way Jake handled the the loss. It, it sounds weird to say this, and I know I said it earlier, but he got he got outboxed, and that's weird. He was in a boxing match, but he got outboxed, and that's <laughs> yeah. really this is this is a yeah. fight that should serve as a as a learning lesson for jake that he's not there yet you know what i mean like he got by on on some you know on some decent skills and and a great right hand early in his fights and he did beat anderson silva and he did knock out tyron woodland he knocked out ben asker all those things are true but he just got out boxed tonight so this should be the lesson that he needs to go back to the gym and learn learn how to properly throw a jab Learn how to properly set up your combinations. Learn how to cut off the ring in ways that he didn't really have to do against Tyron Woodley, in a way he didn't really have to do against Anderson Silva. Even he, you know, he, these are little things that were the difference. Because again, he didn't get blown out of the water. He didn't get dominated. He just mm-hmm. lost a close decision. He just again, he got outboxed. Casey, can we grab one more question here from Infinite yeah. Nick? What's going on with Jake's fighter union now? Not a word of it lately, and. I'll I'll kind of I'll just kind of extrapolate from that question. Like, do we think that this loss, do we think this result is going to change his tune a little bit? Not to say that he was necessarily, you know, not genuine about it, but it, I think uh, this whole I'm fighting for fighters' rights thing has been a big part of his combat sports journey, a big part of him sort of building up his fights. Like, I'm a fighter for the people, I'm a fighter for the fighters. 
Um, I think already when he signed with the PFL, that kind of muddies the waters. I think once you align yourself with one, because a fighters union, we got to remember, we talk about it and we mention it with the UFC all the time. A fighters union, well, it's not just for the UFC. It should be for everybody. It should affect every promotion. So when you align yourself with one promotion, for me, that muddies the waters. But just talking about this event specifically, we'll we'll close on this. Uh, uh, Damon, what do you think? Is he going to keep in the downtime between this and his next fight? Are we going to hear more about this? Because, oh, look, he... The, the Tommy Fury drama is out of the way. Now he can get back to the real fight, the fight outside of the ring, the fight outside of the cage, or uh, is he going to be uh, uh, really quiet on all fronts? Well, you're 110% correct, AK, that it, it got real quiet when he signed with the PFL. I think that's <laughs> right. really the key there. Um, will we hear about it? Yes. Um, you know, at some point, someone's going to ask Dana White about Jake Paul and, you know, maybe Dana will take a victory lap and, you know, make fun of Jake Paul and that will reignite the feud with them. And he'll do on a crazy rant about fighter pay or whatever. And again, ranting about it is great, but is he actually going to do this whole fighters union? Um, we haven't seen much of it. And the sign with PFL really does kind of put you in murky waters at that point. Cause now you are aligned with the promotion whose job it is to make money off the fighters. You are no longer just an advocate for the fighters. You are now working for the promotion, uh, which again, that's, you know, that's like the, that would be like the head of the, uh, the NFL players association, the MLB players association also taking a paycheck for major league baseball. That's conflict of interest in and of itself. So the fact that he's now getting paid by PFL or working with PFL or owns equity in PFL um, certainly takes away some of the uh, some of the some of the goodwill he had built up that he's really this advocate for the fighters. So he'll talk about it. Will he actually do anything about it? That's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, Casey, nah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, let me throw this. Thank, thank you, Damon. Uh, uh, let me end with the poll we have here. Who should Jake Paul box next? Pretty strong case for KSI. Forty percent. Uh, where did I put that? Forty percent for KSI, and actually. A split, really, between Nate Diaz and Mike Perry. 26% Nate, 20% Mike Perry, uh, 10% other. That could be any number of people. So, uh, yeah, that's it for the poll. Casey, any other questions you want to grab, or should we should we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, I am ready to wrap. All right. Thank I, you, I, everyone. I, I have to prepare myself emotionally for The Last of Us episode oh. tonight. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> for like, for yourself emotionally, for a combat sports event we have coming no, no, up no, next no. Saturday, which we have plenty to talk about. Tune in this week, guys, for all kinds of podcasts. Damien, are we, will we have a fighter versus writer this week? Oh, yes. I'm actually recording tomorrow with myself and Matt Brown and Anthony there you Smith. Go. We're going to have a trio Whoa. on the show. So. Anthony Smith. Uh, so we'll have a fighter versus writer with uh, Matt Brown and Anthony Smith this week. I'm sure you guys will talk about the uh, – Anthony Smith, I'm sure, will have some things to say about the returning John Jones. He does uh, He does know the man well. Uh, we'll have heck of a morning. We'll have between the links. We'll have preview shows and everything. So, guys, get ready for that. You can put – Let's, we're putting a bow on the show. We're putting a bow on the for now on the Jake Paul Tommy Fury rivalry. Yes, they're I, probably going to rematch. But can I Casey, play the music? Can, can I play the music? Please play. Yes, please, oh. please. Uh, but yes, look forward, guys, to all the UFC 285 coverage we're going to have coming this week and the future Jake Paul and or Tommy Fury coverage that's coming your way. But uh, thank you everyone for who tuned in. We had a lot of live viewership. People, listen. We're gonna Why are you MMA it. fans so interested Don't in this? Say that. Why? No, stop it. How, we how, had a how, UFC card. Stop it, guys. Thank you for how tuning in. Whoever you are. How can we? How can we possibly go from Tommy Fury, Jake Paul to John Jones? I mean, geez, what a switch that is. 
Whether you're a hardcore MMA fan or you're a casual, you're just coming in. When you just popped up on your YouTube suggestions, thank you everyone who tuned in today and watching. Uh, it was, it's been a really fun show. Thank you, Damon Martin. Thank you, Casey Lydon. Uh, this is Alexander Kaylee signing off for MMA Fighting and the uh, Jake Paul Tommy Fury post fight show. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. <laughs>